was in the moment with me, Jermaine Colando. <laughs> to the Bayesians, the he and the she and all the ones in group me and those that identifying nothing. It's the moment. <laughs> so I thought about something today and this episode was going to be about so many different things. I thought about the idea of what change does. There's this moment that you have in your mindset that you need to invoke change. And then there's this process that you do it. And it's incredible when you can change like with the drop of a dime or over time. I've allowed myself to transform over the years. Remember this, there was a song like by Hilary Dow called like Metamorphosis. You know what happens with butterflies, you know, from the cocoon of the caliber, then they're in the cocoon stage and they become the butterfly. And I feel like we all have butterfly methods and um, butterfly effects that happens over time that cause and effects makes things happen. My biggest thing I've ever had a cause and effect that I've done was my weight loss journey. And that's what this was going to be about. And that's what this is essentially over about. There's the want to do it and then there's the doing it. There's always an idea in your head that you want to do something. A lot of people, it's like, do we need garage space? Do we need a garage? Do we need a, you know, place to put our stuff in for the winter? Do we still need this? Do we need to donate? Those are essentially what the, like, natural to do when a season change happens. Like, do you need to bring out the winter clothes? It was a brisk fall day today. And essentially you do. Need to bring out the winter clothes because it is getting really cold and a little bit snippy out there. But at the same time, you want to still have that like that lingering feeling of summer. I feel like summer has such a vibe where as it ends, you're like, oh no, responsibility. Now we're getting from like lighter meals of like having maybe what a summer salad or, you know, a mouche bouche having those type of things. And now you're into like, all right, potatoes are coming out. The casserole dishes are brewing. Hearty meals are here. And that's what happens with season change mainly. When you choose to change something about you, it could be something like minute. For me, it was a lot of times just my hair. I used to, I had a whole, I have a hair journey of going natural that is truly about me being remarkable about allowing myself to learn what my curls would do and allowing that. But at the same time, I love color. And I've always was like in there with this color called burgundy. And I love burgundy so much. I was, I want to dye my hair. I'm going to dye my hair. I'm going to dye my hair. And then I dyed it. And then I regretted it. And now my hair is growing back out. And it's a long process. <laughs> so annoying. And now I have like now a year after. And I'm like, oh, what a regrettable change that I had occurred. I love change, then sometimes you have to hate change. So my biggest transformation, like I said, was my weight loss journey. So my first weight loss journey was in 2015 when I turned 25. And then I lost all the weight with a goal. I did it with the help of people. I was like, everybody on board. I got a doctor. And I let the doctor part go. And I was like, I will eat healthy. So I like had like a big thing with like, discovering what breakfast is and you know eating more throughout the course of a day instead of eating like two meals and letting that it be it's funny because like there's intermittent fast like fasting now 
which is such the opposite of like, eat six meals a day. You deserve it. Eat it. Your body's going to break it down faster, which I think may be true. But a lot of people do starvation phases and stuff like that now as adults. It's so odd. And so I started that and I discovered this um, company called Kakashi. I love the cereal. I tried several different cereals. My favorite one I based it on was blueberry clusters. Delicious. And I had a lot of pyramidal like breakfasts where I was like, bananas, protein, let's go. <laughs> and a lot of course of the day I would eat wills and then I would always work out at like the evenings because I worked first shift. And then I became back on third and then I still like had time to do everything eat just as much as possible. I did planned meals, which planned meals is probably one of the biggest key to losing weight. When you eat healthy, it's probably the biggest key because I feel like your body naturally will suck up all the nutrients and everything. Like if you eat vegetables and if you eat good protein, you know, chicken, beef, maybe some pork if you are into pork. Some people have a big thing to get to both of them. And eating a little bit of turkey and having that as like continuous I know a lot of things about losing weight. Then I also know nothing about losing weight. Because I lost the weight and then I gained it back. And it is harder to lose weight in my 30s than it ever has. I lost maybe 45 pounds at this moment, which is good. (laughs) Um, The episode at the end of this week will have my sister on it. And we're going to discuss some of that with her. It's a lot of stuff. It's a very explosive interview. And I love every minute of it. Losing weight um, is probably what most adults face. If you are a fluffy or you call yourself fat, I like to, you know, dress it up as well. And I really allow myself to call it that because it's not easy. I don't think it's an easy process um, to lose weight because it is something with metabolism and it's also something with, like, power and willpower and also, like, continuing on a journey, there is ebbs and flows. There's a will and pattern, and there are due days, and maybe not today. So a lot of it's part emotional, and then there are a lot of like other categories that people face, like they're emotional eaters. Then there are people that eat for function, and it's a it's a lot. At the age I am at at this moment, I am very glad I. Chose to lose weight when I did, and I'm glad that I have a, like naturally a lot more energy. I'm not lazy technically, but if you don't know me, you'll still think it. So I don't know. It's whatever. <laughs> I am more athletic than most people. I just got home from a jog with a friend, and I thought about it. And I was like, let me just do this episode because this was the plan, and I want to get this out. <laughs> The willpower to have it to do what I do as a as like fitness is shocking. So I did the little thing behind the curtain is that I recorded some of this before and I just didn't feel it. It's very funny to have the moment where you're like, I love it. It's beautiful. And then I'll hear it back and I'm like, I don't love it. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And the willpower is the biggest thing with losing weight, but also, like, you love meals. Like, if you ever... There's people out there, and I know it's really bad to say to people, I'm a happy-go-lucky person, but I also have a marriage with my darkness that I'm also like, darkness is here. And I'm like, hey, darkness. And I'm like, what up? 
that's a part of who I am as a person. So that's what happens most of the days for some people as well. There are emotions where you naturally are happy-go-lucky. And also, there's times where you have the normal dread. And you're like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed today. Ugh, I don't want to go to work today. Ugh, people don't need them. Not today. You know, because that's the moment. You rather collect your thoughts by yourself. And sometimes you got to collect your thoughts with people. And sometimes you have no choice. We're in the society now where... We live in people where people are working so much, but they don't get to do exercise as well. So people naturally work their job all day on their feet, and then they don't realize afterwards they have kids to feed, they got things to do, they have people to see, but they don't have time where they allow themselves to go to the park. They don't have time where they go to the gym. They don't have time to allow their health to be good health and good wealth. They instead make it internal and be like, one day I'll get there. One day, one day. And that's what wanting it means sometimes is that you're having a wanting moment. It's like when I desire ice cream, I want ice cream really bad. And then I'll go get the ice cream and it's like, I don't really need this. <laughs> and then you're eating and you're like, mm, not what I needed. Not what I wanted. I should have just got that milkshake from, you know, and it's, it's that's the thing with wants. When you need to lose weight is when a doctor tells you. When you need to lose weight when you get out of breath by doing something that you normally would do. I just found out today that, like, I am on a healthy path, but I am not where I was supposed to be. I was on uphills. Y'all, I'm not okay. Listen to a podcast. Um, shout out to um, Demetria, Lewis, Demetria L. Lewis. And it's called Ratchet and Respectful. And I was listening to it, and then she was like, she was in L.A. most of the time. She was like, I'll be climbing these hills, and I just get on and do it. And I was like, ooh. And she was like, stair climber? I was like, ooh, could never. I got on a stair climber like two weeks ago, and I was like, this is fun. I can And then when four minutes went by, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> and that's how I am sometimes when it comes to, like, I could do it. Yeah, it's the moment. I want Rocky to come on. Champ, music. And as I'm on them steps, I was like, I cannot do this. Can I get back down on those steps? Oh, and the funny part about like losing weight and everything is that people congratulate me so much for just doing it. And that's nice and it's helpful. And people see the difference that you don't always see because you're resisting in your body. When you lose five pounds, you kind of see it. When you lose 10 pounds, if it's not the first time you lost 10 pounds, you don't really notice it. You lose 20 pounds, you kind of see some differences. But until you lose 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 pounds, I lost that much weight once. I lost all that weight. And then it got back. You know what I mean? And it's like when you lose a lot of parts of you, you become a different version of what you once were. Still you, but lighter you. Now, two sizes down you. Maybe six sizes down you. Also, how did you lose weight? Did you lose weight naturally or did you go and get a surgery? Those are options and those are things that people don't realize that happen and do. You know, it's weighing on it at all. It's funny because weight is so like a part of your life for everything. And then there's the thing about a scale and we'll get back. I'll come right back with you with that. Let's take a break. Hi! And this is 
a commercial for the week. So this is my schedule for the rest of the year. If you want to see me, come out to Marcy Kate, best thing was to Salem. Marcy Kate wants to Salem on Mondays. If you want to see me perform at Brewer's Kettle, that's Brewer's Kettle's in Kernsville, if you are a local. And that's on Wednesdays, Brewer's Kettle on Wednesdays. And I will be at the Idiot Box on Thursdays. Every Thursday, I'll be at the Idiot Box, Wednesdays and Mondays. Those are different days. Mondays, Monday, Mondays is what we're calling it. That's what I'm calling it. If you follow me on social media, they'll see that there on Wisconsin, North Carolina. That's where I'm at. Kernsville, I will be at Brewer's Kettle every week. And lastly, once again, the Idiot Box in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's Greensboro, North Carolina. Look it up on Rembrandt. There's a lot of events. You do have to get your tickets. But that's cool. All right. Back with the show. And we're back. (laughs) So the scale is a thing. Way myself has been unnerving because I think it caused like low key uh, eating disorder. It wasn't a big one, but it was one. <laughs> so I was twenty five going to twenty six, and then I've been walking like my street for the longest. I used to walk my street, and then also I would go to the park, and then also 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 also, also I would go to the gym called YMCA. And then I would be going to the gym almost every day, back and forth, all the time. Like, I think I let my membership go once, and I got it right back. Now I work out at, like, Planet Fitness. And I do not do what I used to do on the scale. Like, I would get on the scale about four times a day. Now I get on it, like, maybe after workout. But depends on what if I eat. Then I'm like, all right, we'll do it tomorrow. We're not doing this today. I want to tell people... I would never base anything based on a scale. And I also want to tell people how much you weigh is a part of life, but how much you, how do you feel should weigh on you better. I'd rather you have emotions towards how you feel in the moment than having to worry about your weight because that is something that most fluffier people deal with all the time is a notional address of sitting down on a chair with this chair break. Um, well, they have food that I actually like. Sometimes it's like they don't want to have health scares, like having diabetes or having like heart problems, having a heart attack, having high blood pressure, having a stroke. You know, that's the eternal like monologue that happens even in my head because both my parents' health history, both both my family, all my family health history has all of those things. They didn't, we didn't skip a beat. We were like, mm, we'll have it all. Can you ha- give me a little diabetes? Yes, 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 yes. You want heart problems? Oh, you know you want heart problems. High blood pressure. Can we have that, please? Also, different versions of cancer? Mm, give it to me. And I want kids. <laughs> uh, I think wanting to lose weight is a part of the journey. But also allowing yourself to have fun with losing weight is a part of like the essential part for me. I've allowed myself to embrace me as I am at all shapes. I fell in love with my body as is. Body positivity is necessity because I am part of the body positivity movement as well. But I also want people that are considerable small or naturally like, um, what's a phrase called? White boy, white, white, white boy skinny? If you are that too... I don't think it's a problem. I feel like 
there's no Rama Reem. We live in a society where we now let popular culture tell us what is sexy. And what should be sexy is what you define yourself as sexy more than anything. I don't really allow anyone to tell me what to do. I don't really allow people to say what I should like and what I shouldn't like. I'm attracted to do who I'm with because of how I feel about him as a person. I love him as he is. I love my friends because they make me laugh. They care about me. They defend me. They worry about my wherewithal. They tell me notes. Sometimes they pick on me a little bit too. But uh, it's just in jest because friendship is part of like my essential for like living. And that's a moment that becomes more and more moments. I love my friends for far and wide that I'm always with and sometimes <laughs> just a moment when I'm with them and I'm always like, I missed you, friend. Mm. Your journey should include friendship with the weight loss journey especially because having someone that's with you on it, oh, it's light years away. I had a trainer for the first time and I, and I will get a trainer soon. Probably within like, I don't know, February. Um, one of my friends does comedy. I think his sister does um fitness i was supposed to contact her like this year it has been like that type of year where i was like oh my god we're gonna get us together it was been like i mean i'll contact you as soon as i can i will as soon as i can it's been that year (laughs) where everything is going well i've had a great year and my weight loss journey has been actually remarkable but also like a lot of plateaus, a lot of sad times. There's been a lot of like pivots from the valleys. I've been in a pit and I was like, can I get out of this pit, y'all? It's very um, remarkable how people can lose weight over time. People lose weight with like eating healthy. My sister actually lost a lot of weight because of that reason, eating healthier and also like monitor her food and everything. She's eight, eight years younger than me. So yeah, yay for her. I love that people have a... A journey that you have to take upon yourself. There's the sobriety journey, which I always find remarkable because, you know, you needed what you needed and now you're recovering from that and now you're dealing with now emotions that was protecting you while you were on what we were on. And now you're, you know, you're sober from this. There's a lot of this that you can be sober from. You can be sober from conversation with certain people. There are some sobrieties that can sometimes be just, I'm sobriety. I'm I sober from that friendship because they were so toxic. And that's a journey. There's a journey of love. And uh, one of my favorite things is that there's like a... I don't always give... Yeah, I just, I'm trying to think of a movie, y'all. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think it... Yeah, I got one movie. Um, It's a rom-com called The Eternal Sunshine on the Spotless Mind. Have you ever heard of it? It's a really good movie. It's the moment. <laughs> it's a several moment movie where it's essentially all rom-com of many moments in this man's mind. Jim Carrey plays it. And I forgot the woman. I think it's um the woman that was in Titanic. Yeah, I'm so sorry to her. I don't know why. I can't, um, I think Kate Blanchett. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. And she's the um quirky, icy girl. She's the crazy princess. And she was, and then she lost him first, and then he did the same thing to her. So they both, he found a note, and then he went to them, and the whole, like, scheme is you will erase all of the memories of her in your life. And the harsh part about that is that's not fair. 
You should not get rid of anyone's memories of them. Ever. And I don't know how else to say this. Like, I know we all regret people. On your journey, there are some friends you're like, they were bad to me. They stole money from me. They they cheated on they used they slept with my partner or like they literally caused me like essential like turmoil. They gave me trauma. But you kind of can't forget those moments. You should not allow anyone from those moments of like badness or trauma or anything dictate the rest of your life. But more so, what I'm really suggesting to you is you should allow that trauma to fill you to never have that trauma again. I'd rather you have a lesson learned, monumental moment, than have these many moments disappeared. And most of this movie is very trickling because the guy that's conducting the test, he goes to check on um on them. There's two guys and a girl. Kristen Knox is one of the people. The main doctor that came up to this whole experiment and everything, he's in love with her. Like, him and her, they've been in love with each other for a while. And so what they do is they make a tape of all the memories of their whole lives together. Like, memories and memories and memories and memories. Because they're going back on your mind and, like, there's just zapping and zapping and zapping and zapping and zapping and zapping and zapping out of it. So, at the end of the movie, you'll find out, like, oh, that's what happened. So, I always say, like, I've never regretted anyone in my life because they became who I am as a person. They're part of my makeup. They made me better of a person. Like, my granny. My granny was one of my biggest people in my lives. My grandparents are yeah they are separate they are separate my parents are a part of my life that make me up who i am as a person and so is my friends like my friends make me lighter my friends make me thoughtful and i get to check on a lot of them i'm a lot of like the big homie at low-key not really i'm more of a supportive friend that gaslights them hard <laughs> and it's nothing wrong with gaslighting you should make up your friends sometimes they're not having the best times you gotta tell them hey you better not talk about my friend that way. I love him. He's fun. You're funny. As a um a, a very big dread with my comedy journey that people will have as like their sets. They won't understand what they said or do. It's like they do a good job and they don't realize they're doing a great job. Or they don't feel like fully in it while they're supposed to be fully in it. It's like the most internal thing that people don't realize they're having. Like the internal dread. It's contentious because comedy is not easy. And people are like, what? It's not easy. Some people find it is. I don't know those people. I am. It's really funny because you don't understand like the natural ability. I've done stand-up for three years with the improv as well. So my journey of that is just getting better, writing more, and performing more. The more you perform, the better you get. The more audience you'll be, the more you'll chuck your bone. It's how that journey naturally goes. That being said, I'm in a Mecca. <laughs> Growing up in a Mecca of comedy where we have very supportive people, but there's a lot of us. We are going to get stronger because there's a lot of us, but also there's a lot of us. So it's its own positive and negative that isn't on purposely positive and negative. It's just something that coexisting at life as it is. <laughs> I love it, though. Um... I'm very honored to be a part of the Mecca of my comedy community because we're very supportive and we're also giving each other tags and we have business advice and 
I am very blessed to be on stage with the people I'm blessed with. I'm very grateful eternally all the time. That's my biggest journey I've always faced is knowing that the moment of realize that I'm on a massive journey of several things at once, but I'm allowing myself to just be engulfed in it. It's something so special when you see someone doing what they do and loving what they do. They smile, they quirk, they're like, oh, I got it. Oh, I got it. I love it when that's happening with like chef stuff because they're going to have the biggest instant gratification. Like, yeah, comedy, you, you'll hear what laughs, but it's nothing like preparing a dessert that I made minus banana pudding. And I do everything right. I made sure it's nice and fluffy. And I put in all the vanilla wafers. Only the vanilla wafers. You poor people that don't use vanilla wafers, step it up. And use my banana cream, jello, pudding, instant mix. Mm -hmm. I'm fancy, I'm fancy. And then adding maybe banana or put it on the side. And you have like sliced banana and you just add it in. And you just, oh, it's so good. And then you add all the whipped cream on top. Oh, it's so delicious. That instant gratification when someone eats your food, oh, and it's like, mm, all you gotta hear is that. Mm. That's how it feels with laughter, and I feel like it's like that for a lot of other people. It must be like that for people with like poetry, where they're like, I have now thoughts about your piece that you wrote, or someone with like artistry. There's now we are in the culture of like reels and literally having like a expansion of like this is the times these are the times these are thoughts these are things and it's slowly tricking us down <laughs> to have the slowest attention span there is like anyone that ever had ADHD before baby when I say we are expanding <laughs> we are expanding and it's because of the world we're living in like I was on TikTok and I posted a video on my TikTok and I was like I know what's wrong I know why I'm not getting my views. TikTok be like, mm -mm, you just gonna post and leave. So I was like on it for two to three minutes. And TikTok was like, okay, you watching? All right, we'll promote you now. And that's literally what it did. That's very funny to have that. So I'm on a digital journey, a weight loss journey. And if and working my normal job, which is not a journey, it's just workflow. And also a comedy journey at the same time. If you ever be like, hey, Jermaine, are you balanced? No. But at the same time, yes, because I'm I'm living a full life. And I'm living a life that a lot of people may not ever get to do. I get to share a stage with people that I admire and think, oh, my God, so fucking funny. And I get to say, you so stupid. And be like, mean it at the most sweetest thing ever. Oh, my God, you got my nerves. It's so nice to say. <laughs> and I get to laugh genuinely at like a lot of great people. So and essentially the journey that I'm having is remarkable. But we'll be right back with more commercial. Hi, and this is the last time I'm doing this one. So let me give you a little third wall again. My nephews and my niece is here. 
So, welcome back to the last part of this. And yes, I am tired of trying. There's a thing about journeys um, that I love the most is that I have two different journeys. I am someone's son, and I'm someone's uncle. So, I am someone's brother. <laughs> they are very relatable, and also not at all. It is very hard to be someone's uncle because I am not their parent. My dad, my brother is their dad. That is it. I don't really like being forceful with children, mainly. But they do too much, y'all. They are stressing me out. They just saw something, and I think they did the ha-me-ha. Remember that one? Ha-me-ha, me-ha. Yeah, that. They just did that. And so I was like, let me let me prefix this thought process for the weight loss of the journeys. So being an uncle, I've been an uncle for I think Jamari is now 13. So I've been an uncle since I was 19. Yeah. 19 years old. Which someone always has this question, like, what is it like? Not that much. I'm not an aunt. Aunties do more for uncle for that than uncles. I get to teach them about oh like I'm gay too, so it's like, hey, sexual is spectrum. You may be bi curious. That is it. I will tell them where the free clinic is so they get condoms. And every now and then, I will make sure they understand what drugs that they can have. That is cool. But that, you know, that's but that's it. That is all this goes. I will prevail them forward. I give them encouragement. I am who they hug when their dad is beating them down. Or when they get in the whooping, they're like, Jermaine, he whooped me. And I'm like, oh, no, I got him. That's as far as that goes. And it's weird because I'm, I think I'm a good uncle. I think I'm probably a great uncle. Sometimes they don't call me uncle. So it's a weird journey to be like, I'm your uncle, but you also call me just Jermaine. My nephew, um, he's my oldest nephew, Jamari. He's one of my favorite. He's the reason I'm an uncle, first and foremost. He does not know my name sometimes. A week ago, he called me Stevie, which is my cousin. And apparently today, he called me Jonathan, which is my brother. I just want to put respect to my name, you know? Like, I get you won't call me uncle. You have that spectrum thing about you. The other two with the sickle cell anemias. The one is just young. He called me six different names. But hey, please call me Jermaine. You know, I want to be a dad, but that's something that me and the, the guy, the mister, have to discuss more, and we have to be at a space where we're fully stable and fully comfortable, and I feel like that will never occur, because having a baby just happens. Being a parent takes time, patience, and control. Being a good dad, good to be a good mom, be a good baby, them parent, I don't know. It may be a thing. I don't know. I think it's a gunkle or it's something like that that happens. I'm trying my best to compare them as noise. My niece is so beautiful. Her name is Jazaria. And she is learning ABCs and she is very reactive. I am, I have five kids that I think naturally just love me because I just exist. They love being around me. They love talking to me. They love telling me things. It is funny because my nephew was like, I'm going to the fair. We're going to the fair. Yesterday, I, I wanted a funnel cake, so I got my funnel cake. The fair is in town until, I guess, tomorrow. <laughs> I love you wanted a candy apple, too, but that's another story. Um, 
I'm very grateful to be a part of their lives and experience their moments. They're all having different growth spurts. Um, Jamarius Will has having a tonal range with his voice. He sings. But his voice is getting deeper. I am so jealous, Loki. <laughs> He's 13. Um, my nephew, one of my nephew's name is Zamir. Okay, let me just give me the rundown so I can know about him. So Zamir, he's 12. And then there's Trey, and his name is Kenny Jr. or Kenny the third. And I think he's nine or ten. And then I have the last two, which is four and two, which is Jamar <laughs> Jason Yon and Jazaria. They're part of my loves and my lives, and I think I love them a lot, even though they would never call me the right name. I can't be uncle, and I wanted to be uncle man. Mm, can't even be that. My journey with my parents has changed because they're like my friends still, and also my parents, so I learn a lot about them as people. And it's different because you become friends with your parents, I think, in your 20s. Some people get parents, they get that parenting thing in their 30s. I've gotten very lucky because it happened in my 20s. And I've been trying my best to, like, allow that to happen. They are still ma and dad first. And then they're, like, give advice. They have my back like nobody else. And that has always been the most remarkable thing I've ever had in my life. I am talking so fast right now because they are so distracting. And they are doing too much, you know? Oh, just too much. Yeah. And he just keep walking back and forth. Um, that was JC on. So uh, I haven't noticed things. That's one thing about me as a person. I'm very like attention span. I got you. I listen to the conversation. I miss a word, but I will look around to figure out where the killer could be. You know, I'm one of those people where it's like, we can be out somewhere and we can have the best time. I literally was on a walk earlier and um, my friend was was talking about a movie and everything. And I was like, look at that. It's so beautiful. And then he noticed a little like headway. I was like, oh my God, Winston-Salem has so much beauty in it. You know, and it's discovering of that. You know, you have the moment where you're like, your city is special still. And there's a lot of things I have never done. I was talking to someone. We'll get back to the uh, my parents' things because I got distracted. <laughs> um, I was talking to someone about like the things you do for fall, especially in October. I was like, you do apple picking. There's this. Um, you get scared. You pay. You pay for people to scare you. I was never gonna do that one. There's the hayride ones. There's the pumpkin patch ones. And then I think November, you have like the, you go somewhere and get like, I guess a live Christmas tree. It's a thing. I've always loved those things. It's all processes, but all those just sound like good data ideas that also sound expensive, but also too much for me. I don't know. That's the thing. You ever had that as a thought process that it's a day process, that day thing, and everyone keeps walking by, and I just, my brother Jonathan just walked by. <sighs> That's the one he calls the wrong name. And I actually want him to go in there quiet, my niece, my nieces and nephews, but it's gonna mess up the audio more. You know? The things I do. So this episode went all over the place because of a lot of things. I had to be very patient for the last part. I was starting this off with my like 
my mom and my dad. But my nieces and nephews were like, what about us? What about us, though? What about us? What we matter to you, Uncle Jermaine? We don't call you Uncle. We just call you Jermaine. Don't we matter to you? And it's true, they do, I guess. Um, My parents and I changed our dynamic mainly because of, I guess, the coming out story, I guess. I didn't have to come out. No parents because you were porn. It's a thing. And <laughs> I think they allowed me to be myself more and they understood that my thought process is, is maybe different. So I have a lot of like inclusion thoughts and I also have internal thoughts. So I'm one of those people that is very like, <sighs> you know, I always think about more. There's a lot of things that people don't always see in or do that changes things that makes things remarkable and also not always like where things can be easy going and everything my favorite thing i think we do as people is that we're not always two-sided with the coin we're like heads or tails we're like right and wrong we're like judge and producer and that's not really fair in life and that's my favorite thing is that literally people are trying their best to like exist and like just be people be human that's what we're all trying our best to do is be human and that's the beauty thing about journeys is that you're gonna get humanized throughout the journey when like for me writing a book is a journey that i want to rock myself upon writing a script is something i have i want to rock myself upon writing a sketch is something i wanted to do and I would do probably all three of them all different times and have probably so many mind numbing like, I don't know. It's not working out. It's not working out. I don't see it. I don't see the vision. And then when the end happens, like the book is published, the novel's there, it's a bestseller. I have a great thing about me as a moment. I'm like, I have the moment. I'm a bestseller. I author oh my god i made a screenplay and i'm acting in it oh my god i made a movie i'm the moment in the last one being about making a book to the screenplay and making a sketch online oh my god it's on youtube we made a sketch we did it 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 and that's how i feel about things when it comes to journeys you sometimes need to celebrate all the little journeys. So, like, stay back to the weight loss journey because that's where we started from. And we'll go back to it still. You should still celebrate five pounds lost. And you should also celebrate every pound loss. Don't celebrate it with cake. You'll gain it back fast. Don't celebrate it with fat new foods. And also, don't rely on cheat days. I am pro eating what you want, but I am pro getting on a regimen where you'll stop doing that and have a lifestyle change of eating healthy over time than anything else that is probably best also i'm pro you being you i implore you to enjoy whatever you look like and if you don't like it do what you can as long as it's not killing you to fix it try your best to fix it healthy Try your best to feel it and heal it with, like, confidence. Try your best to talk to someone about it. There's nothing wrong with getting therapy. There's nothing wrong with having friends big enough for you. There's nothing wrong with a corset. Hey, getting shapely is something, a way to do things that make you feel so good. I can talk so much about more journeys, but I also want you to understand, like, your journey matters a lot to me. Friends, we all matter a lot. 
So what kind of journey you're taking upon, I really do want to know. You can DM me and everything like that. I'm down for that. You can follow me on all the platforms as Jamaica Lando. And I want to hear all about your journeys. Whether it's something so simple like, I've been trying my best to get to 30 minutes of walking. First five minutes, then 10 minutes, I got to 20, and tomorrow I'm going for the 30. That's big, man. That's big, friend. That's big. Because you're allowing yourself to give yourself time, and also you're seeing yourself worth being realized as well. I cannot afford you more to allow yourself to celebrate yourself. I said that on the first episode, and I also want you to understand more and more and more and more and more and more more that you have to celebrate people around you as well. That's why we'll have episodes with me, and episodes with my friends, and episodes with people I find intriguing. And and soon enough, real celebrities that I find in my everyday life and celebrities that are on the main screen doing their thing. I want the world to know that I had you in my life. And I'm excited, friend, that you and me get to do what we do. And I hope that you have a great day. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great time. I hope you employ the way to have a journey. Whatever the journey may be, I just know that I love you as you are. And I take you as you are. And I guess that's it. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Most of it is all Jermaine Colando. TikTok is the Jermaine Experience. I have a Twitter. We want to discuss all of that. That's okay. I have an ad already playing. I see me on shows. If you can come out to Moscate on Mondays, come on out. If you go to the idiot box on Eventbrite, ooh, I can't wait. That's gonna be so exciting. Um, there are a lot of events that happens. We have shows, I think Fridays and Saturdays, even Sunday brunches. So it's all about what you want to do with us. We're out here. We're trying to be funny, and there are a lot of other shows that's happening. And I'll try for you for those things as well. If my friends give me the information long soon enough, I'll talk about it with an ad. <laughs> but that's all for now. I'll talk to y'all soon. I'm glad you had a moment with me.